everybody, what's happening, what's going on? Welcome to episode 115 of the Pucknologist here, brand new in 2021. No, it's the same shit. Uh, welcome, as always, I'm your host, AJ underscore strong. Joining me, of course, Rocket Backhander. I am the human-sized version of a high heel shoe, Rocket Backhander. <laughs> oh my God. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And Hockey Jerk checking in from V-Town. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that no, sounds like he, the kind of place I want to be. Um, he's not in Vallejo. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I don't know the last time I was in um, Visalia. But anyway, um, yes, we're back. It's 2021. Oh, um, wait, wait, what? All right. And we're back. And we're back. Um and yeah, we're, uh, let's see, one, two, we're three months into the 2020-2021 season, and it still hasn't started. <laughs> Thank you. So, Boy, I was wrong about that. <laughs> well, January 1st, but no later. Ugh, thanks uh, a lot. It's a beautiful thing. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to follow us on our social media channels, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, all those fun places. Just search Teal Town USA. You'll find us. Uh, don't forget to slide into our Twitter feeds from now and again to find out that cool link to get to the Discord, if you will. Particularly fun when there is a car chase in Southern California. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to uh, find a show that because you missed it, you want to hear it again, boom, on your favorite podcast platform, everything always available at tealtownusa.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we would certainly appreciate that. You can use the super chat option here, or we prefer Venmo because uh, that way we don't. We what is it? We don't give any money to big tech. But we'll. I digress. Uh, <laughs> but I did. Oh, you know what? I forgot to roll the credits. Yeah. Okay. So with your uh, with your host AJ Strong and joining him on the panel, of course, one Rocket Backhander. And the man who never shows his face, hockey jerk. <laughs> God, I love it. Oh, I Still love. Still top top ten clip. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. Top five, without a doubt. All right, guys. So uh, training camp, boom. <laughs> we we have camp. What do you got there? Camp. Uh, so right now, uh, a lot of the stories that are coming out. First off. Radim Shimmick. Oh, man. Miss you, Shimmick. Hashtag it. Uh, knee is still bothering him despite, I don't know, how many things. <laughs> Arthoscopic, arth whatever it is. Uh, dude, I I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. Who did who well, who do, who did we just sign like an hour ago? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Frederick Clayson. Yeah. Who? Yeah. <laughs> oh! Zamboni driver <laughs> for Carolina, um, dude. I like that makes me nervous. A um, couple other notes that came out of training camp: Vlasic seeming particularly excited to play with Ek, um, and he also made it uh, very well known that he doesn't give a damn about letters. Don't care if you got an an A or a C on the front of your jersey. Don't don't care whatsoever. Uh, John Leonard impressing at camp could push others down the depth chart, including brand new shark Ryan Donato. Uh, Bob Bugner says that roster trims will come to motto. So tonight, as we're 
recording this. They're actually in the middle of their teal and white scrimmage right now. Team Teal is up 2 nothing on goals from, what was it, Shenlevsky and... Uh, well, it could be uh, Knizhov. It could be Knizhov. It could be Knizhov as well. Yeah. So, but might have... Nason may have gotten it, or Nason may have gotten it with the tip, just the tip. Uh, but right now, it looks like the lines for opening night could be very close to Meyer, Couture, and LeBanc, John Leonard, Johnny, uh, Hartle, and Kane, Donato with Gregor and Nieto, and some bizarre, <laughs> I don't know, pull the uh, ping pong balls. Marlo Shellman pronounced Yoel. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Gambrell, Nason, and next to nothing being said about Sorensen, by the way, who lit it up in Europe and is on the final year of his contract with San Jose. So uh, what are you feeling about that so far, Jerk? I feel a lot of things. Um... <laughs> and you know this, man! <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm positively tickled. Uh, that John Leonard has come in. Uh, he's. Did you say tickled? He... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm very <clears throat> very interested to see what he can do in the pro game. I mean, obviously, you. I mean, just you jump on jump on your preferred uh, stat sharing website. Um, we're not going to say any names because uh, no free ads. Um, but jump onto your preferred stat sharing website, and you'll see uh, Chief has outgrown uh, college hockey. I think that's fair to say. Um, so he signed at the right time, obviously. But, you know, you're looking this last year with UMass Amherst, 27 goals, 33 games. That's a very, very good uh, goals per game clip to be scoring at. And, you know, I don't know if anybody's keeping track of training camp goals, um, but I don't think he's close to that. But the fact that he's impressing um, this early on in his professional career shows me that, you know, maybe there's something to those college stats. Maybe it's not a not a Matt Carl mirage, as AJ would like to say. Well, um, what is it about UMass guys just jumping right in? Yeah, no kidding. Ferraro, <laughs> Kale McCarr um, with the Colorado Avalanche and then John Leonard. I'm sure there's any other people as well. So that's been interesting. I'm I'm a little hurt um, that Ryan Donato is dropped on the third line. I thought he would have taken more of a, I guess, stranglehold on that second line spot, but it's training camp. So as, as we saw last year, Leon Bergman and um, whatever the hell, Daniil, your they made the team out of camp last year. <laughs> and I think they, that was more of an indictment of how bad the depth was, but no, but yeah, but my point is they still made the team um, and then didn't last. So, Anything can change, but as it stands right now, if John Leonard is going to play well enough to make the NHL, then I'm certainly not going to say words about it in a negative way. Hey, just a random but sort of kind of a related piece of information here. Sure. The uh, coach over at UMass, Carvel, he actually was drafted uh, in the supplemental draft by the Pittsburgh Penguins in 1991. Wow. There you go. Oh, a Sharks connection for you. Dude. I wish I had known that. I would have had the 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 more you know sounder. <laughs> it's a good little Sharks connection there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, let's see. On the back end, of course, Vlasic and Carlson. Uh, Bob Bugner having a lot of complimentary things to say about Mario Ferraro playing with Brent Burns. Oh, boy. But with Shimmick's knee not performing that well, who do you think ends up on that bottom pair? I mean, right now it seems like the 
front runners are Middleton, of course, and then uh, Pashnek and uh, Knizov. Knizov. Whatever the hell it is. Kinesia. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just going to call him Nikki like Bugner does. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, uh, you know, that's your top four. Vlasic, Carlson, Ferraro, Burns. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's Standard. Yeah, standard. And Bob Bugner keeps mentioning that there is a a lot going to be kind of changed with the power play. It's this attack first mentality, and he really wants to implement speed. Uh, obviously, Nieto brings some legs. I don't know how much finish he brings. Uh, he brings a lot of Long Beach. I don't know about finish, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Like you gotta have, you gotta adjust your vision for that kind of game you know what i mean because these guys are so used to overpassing and overpassing and waiting for that fine opportunity and now they're going to try to thread the needle with some speed it's a whole new attitude i mean it's good that this roster is vastly different from two seasons ago because with that crew i don't think they could have got it done but i don't know they might be able to pull it off well they have two they have two guys named brent burns and eric carlson who are pretty notable for controlling things on the power play so to, to words, take and the best words to, to take to take any approach other than having them control things on the power play I mean you got them use them you know yeah but they're getting older can they speed up well I think Joe Thornton is evidence that if you know what you're doing you don't need speed <laughs> yeah all right that's oh, that's painful you see what had happened was <laughs> <laughs> the fruit snacks is better in Toronto Damn right. Uh, so, who do you? Um, I mean, who, who, out of Marlowe, Shellman, Gambrell, Nason, Sorensen? I mean, is it just going to be uh, whoever feels like driving the taxi that game? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, with the shortened season, with COVID, you're going to need them all. You know, I guarantee. I mean, God willing, nobody gets hurt or gets sick, but I would bet money that all of those guys you just mentioned will play at least one game. Oh, you would hope. Like I don't think I don't think we're gonna see I don't think we're gonna see a situation with Tim Heed where it's like he plays the game before Thanksgiving and then it's like all right see you on April Fool's Day like I don't <laughs> think it's gonna be that. <laughs> well, look the the top nine seems somewhat solidified at this point and again, that's I mean big kudos to to John Leonard for making this interesting. Uh, I, I honestly I think Leonard has kind of made. Uh, Sorensen and, and Donato be like, uh, you might be a little worried about your job there, guys. Leonard Leonard's bringing it. Donato, no. Sorensen, yes, absolutely. I I don't know. I mean, Donato, you can't write him off. I mean, he's twenty four. Like, oh no, I get that. And I mean, but Sorensen, twenty eight, Sor- had had a good time this this past fall in, in Europe. Uh, but you know, it's a little different than what you got going on in the NHL. I just think, uh, yeah, with, I don't know, and, and, and that's what I always hear is, I, I one of the things that I always gives me a little chuckle is, like, you, you say shark, you're talking sharks, you're talking young guys, and it's like, oh, and Sorensen, it's like, wait, what? He's 28. <laughs> what about that is young? Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, talk to, I, me, I, talk I, to me about twenty eight not being young when you're forty three. <laughs> but you know, in this context, it's not young. Um, okay, great. But I think mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's you kind of have to look at it as like, you know, on the one hand, it's like yeah, like you said, AJ, like he tore it up in Europe. His confidence from tearing it up in Europe 
should obviously come over, but also that that desire to be like, hey, I sucked last year, but that's not me. I, that's got to be there as well, I think. And so you hope that it is. You hope he steps up and, and, and kind of makes people rethink things. But if not, you know, I, w- I would say at the very least, Sorensen is a similar player to Patrick Marlowe at this point, and Marlowe netted us a third-round pick last year. So anything is possible. True that. And somebody mentioning in the chat, Leonard on the hurdle line tonight. No, Leonard's been with Hurdle and Kane, it seems like, almost since All the camp. jump. Yeah. Like he's, so, he's except in. for I was gonna say that I think the first two days Donato was there, but then since then it's been Leonard. I would say Leonard has spent the majority of camp there. Also, I don't mean to take it back, but you know who else went to UMass Amherst? Mm. Matt Irwin. Who? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maddie. I just had to get that in there before I forgot. Cur- uh, current Anaheim Duck? Yes. Uh, that sounds correct. Sure. He, he was on the duck. He was on the ducks last year. I'll tell you that. There you go. Uh, so most writers will will move Buffalo. on to to what everybody is talking about around the league when it comes to uh, the NHL writers and the media and everybody. Um, most writers don't see the Sharks making the playoffs. Uh, Dom, longest name ever at the Athletic, has him uh, finishing seventh in the West. That that for those of you uh, without a scorecard, that it not good. Uh, in fact, most people have them in the basement, all three SoCal teams. And it, it all depends on who you listen to. There's some people that say, uh, uh, no, the Kings are going to finish last. No, the Ducks are going to finish last. But the Sharks will finish second last. <laughs> so either way, um, if you listen to Hockey Jerk, he will tell you, look, are they going to be better than last season? Yes. Are they going to make the playoffs? Can neither confirm nor deny. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> the way I look at it, though, it was like, okay, Colorado, Vegas, and St. Louis. Just give them the top three spots. It's open and shut. Yep. L.A. and Anaheim, ass. Arizona, they're going to break my heart again. <laughs> really, the Sharks only, if we want to, and again, by no means is this going to happen. This is not Nostradamus confirmed, but this is a de- a pretty solid possibility here. From the Sharks' perspective, they only need to be better than Arizona and Minnesota. And might I remind you, Arizona doesn't really have that much of an exciting offense, and Minnesota doesn't have a number one center or a number one goalie, or a number two goalie for that matter. Yeah, so, but stay locked out indefinitely. Yeah, and they signed Cam Talbot as the replacement, and I don't know how that's a – as the replacement to Devin Dubnik, I should say. And, and you know, the uh, – the haters will tell you that that's an an upgrade. Um, jury's still out on that one. So I don't know if you ask me. If you ask me, will the Sharks make the playoffs? I don't know how to answer that question. But if you say to me, do you think the Sharks can be better than Arizona and Minnesota? I'd say probably. Well, <laughs> a one-time wrist shot from the slot by Suamela beats Dubnik. <laughs> And team teals up 3 nothing. Shemilevsky and Nason with the assists. Uh, I don't know about you, man, but it uh, seems like an awful lot is getting past Dubnik in the camp. Listen, all we have to do is make all these guys two-way forwards and two-way defensemen. we got it covered. <laughs> we don't even need a goalie. <laughs> Brett Burns for Vesna. You heard it here uh, first. Yes. Shooter tutor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, even Randy Hahn kind of uh, earlier today, uh, we put out a one-on-one with Randy Hahn. Eric talked to uh, him about what's going to 
how the broadcast is going to go. Um, and he kind of echoed what Jerk is saying is just like, look, the three. Oh, okay. So let me see. Let, let's use this. Number three. And that's where we see St. Louis finishing off. Number two. Yeah, Vegas. Number one. Colorado. So uh, if you slot into that fourth spot, uh, you know, anything can happen. What is it? Just just make it, and then everything changes, right? What is it? Regular season doesn't matter? Never. <laughs> wow. Until it does. It, it only matters if it helps you get into the playoffs. Or keeps you from getting into the playoffs. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, NBC released their national broadcast schedule, and this is kind of funny because it kind of got released twice somehow. Initially in the schedule, the Sharks got no national games, and yet the worst team in the league, Detroit, got six. That's the benefit of being Detroit. Uh, Then the schedule is somehow updated, and the Sharks get three. One of those national games, it should be noted, is April 21st versus Vegas, and if Marlowe plays in every game that would be the one that he breaks the record uh, of Gordie Howe. So, Shocking. Yeah. Oh, well, Team White got on the board. Kane tipped in a power play goal, and Jones has now let one in. Assists to uh, Burns and Carlson. So there you go. Burns tipped a goal from Burns? <laughs> Probably. Um, but uh, anyway. Rocket. <laughs> Why? I don't mean to interrupt you, AJ. I just have to ask Rocket. Why has it got to be White? <laughs> it's team white and why is it gotta be team white yes so uh anyway the so the sharks are gonna have three games nationally televised chances are it's just going to be a case of <laughs> randy and hetty instead of being broadcast on nbcsn california will be on the big network that's probably going to be the only change uh especially since everybody is Right now, it sounds like a vast majority of people are going to be calling their games from... It's weird. Randy Hahn mentioned, I guess, like early on, or some of the games, they would be set up in kind of like a studio thing. I don't know if that means them going to uh, the the NBC studios up where Brody and Curtis do pre and post from, but they did mention that they will be calling some games from SAP Center. That should be fun. Well, they did that during uh, playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's the same thing. And yeah. Randy mentioned that he had talked to some of the guys who who called these, uh, you know, the past playoffs where you just got guys hunkered down in some room with a few TVs. Um, <laughs> he said uh, he made a, an interesting kind of uh, analogy. He goes, calling these games in that fashion, it's going to be, uh, it's similar to like being in a car that you only have one window that you can see out of because <laughs> you just, you're going to miss a lot of things in the periphery, whether it's like a, a referee's arm going oh. up in the back part of the ice. Oh, I know yeah. words. I had the best words. Because <laughs> of the camera angles. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I agree with that. Well, well yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's going to be very interesting to see because for those who don't know, during the playoffs, like Rock is talking about, there were some people, like I know Arizona and Tampa Bay did this, where they had their commentators and their analysts and their intermission people at the arena to kind of serve as like, you know, the backdrop and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doc Emmerich called all of his games from his house. Oh! So, yeah. So, you know, the 
the the NHL has tinkered with both ends of the broadcasting in a COVID world spectrum, if you will. So I don't know. I mean, I could see I could see the Sharks want to do like the thing where you have them in the tank, you have the backdrop and that atmosphere. You know, I don't think I don't think we'll be seeing you know Randy Hahn in his in his study. You know, looking looking at the game off an iPad or anything. I don't think we'll see that. No. It does make me wonder, though, like, yeah, where where is Ruzinowski going to be? Can I say that name right? Where is Dan Ruzinowski going to be calling the game from, at least to start? It should be interesting. Oh, all right. Let's just go around the NHL, shall we? Sounds, sounds like a, the thing to do. Uh, the, sure. Hey. <laughs> yeah. The NHL has announced that they are adding advertising. Well, they haven't really announced this. It's just every team has kind of individually done it, but... Every team is slapping an advertiser on their helmets. Um, you know, there's some people, of course, everybody hates change. Nobody likes it. Um, some people are saying, oh, my God, it's the beginning of the end of the NHL. Uh, is this beginning of something much worse? Or are we just trying to no. uh, make up for lost revenue and to uh, get some coin from, from the advertisers, Rock? Sponsors, not advertisers. Sponsors. There you go. Yes. <laughs> nothing that's else it. to add no on that? like that's it Woo. no that's it that's that's all that's all she wrote no i think that it is a, uh it's an attempt to recoup a little bit of the loss from last season into this season i think mm-hmm. it's fine once, i would yeah, rather see once, it on the helmet than on what well once we're beyond covid oh. and we're we're playing in full venues again does it remain i think I think that they'll use it as a bargaining tool at the front offices of the individual teams will. Um, whereas before the highest tier would have been like, you know, you're out on the boards or out on the ice. Now you can have like an extra tier for like an extra $500,000 of sponsorship or whatever. You get that next level of, you know, an emblem on the helmet or something like that. But it'll be a really super high elite tier. I don't think it'll just be like automatically because, you know, you spent $150, you know, here, Lumber World, we're going to put you all over our helmet. See, <laughs> I could just see it's like, and for $1,000 on this game, if you purchase it, Logan Couture will wear a helmet and on the side of it, it will say, <laughs> happy birthday, Rocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, if you could, if you could sell that gimmick, that package for something like, I don't know, a million dollars. Eight hundred thousand dollars, seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you get so many. Hey, Frederick Clayson's contract. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you get, and, and there are people in the Bay Area who would be like, "Yes, my kid's worth it. Happy birthday, baby." Uh huh. Yeah. So, see, I could see them like do it once we're beyond uh, COVID and we're we're back to seven thousand, you know, seventeen five sixty two watching games at the tank. I can see them saying, "Okay, we're not going to do it for." Uh, you know, regular season and all that, but mm-hmm. when the playoffs start, when the NHL is running everything, uh, when there's actually eyes on the exactly, on the game, I, I could, get it. I could see them doing something like that. So, sure. if I can, if I can interject here, you said earlier, AJ, you said, "Is this the start of something new?" And by something new, you're referring to ads on the jerseys. So, <clears throat> well, they already have ads on the jerseys in training camp, which is new. Yeah, yeah, but who cares? Um, the, the people who buy practice jerseys care. <laughs> it's one more thing they have to take off <laughs> or put on, depending on. Uh, uh, depending true. on who you are. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think about with how 
with how gassed up the NHL is about the original six and the tradition and the heritage and all that crap, um, I don't see them diluting that heritage of what what a hockey sweater is and what a hockey logo is. I don't see them, you know, diluting that with advertisements. I think I, I, I don't think and I could be wrong, but I don't see that as a bridge they're willing to cross. But helmets, whatever. Practice jerseys, pants, who gives a crap? Yeah. But the sweater, no chance in my mind. Um yeah. as for your question, will it stick around after the season? Again, who cares? For those who don't know, the San Jose Barracuda have had a helmet sponsor for the last two years. Now, be honest, chat. How many of you noticed that? There you go. We'll wait. Next I, topic. Yeah. No, I, I look forward to watching uh, Brendan Dillon skating around with a rocket baby sticker on the, on the side of his helmet. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to I'm gonna pay like $6.8 million, and he's going to name his firstborn child Rocket Backhander. Also, and let, and just letting thing. you know that GoFundMe link coming to you soon. <laughs> well, and 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 one more thing. Um, I was listening uh, to a couple weeks ago the Overdrive radio show, TSN Overdrive, um, and they Ooh. were kind of, jo- <laughs> and they were kind of joking around, um, you know, that if they do, this was before when it was speculative, if they did do sponsors on the helmets, it needs to be like the local sponsor where like the Maple Leafs, it would be like Joe's trucking and like Montreal. It would be like, I don't know, like some French restaurant or something. Pierre's trucking. So yeah, s- what exactly. San Jose is going to be rolling with like O'Flaherty's on the side. Yeah. Our Togo sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> downtown. I think, yeah. Downtown is either going to be subway. It's gotta be. Subway. I don't know. A subway I, but, every but, I, but I don't know. That was kind of an interesting kind of concept where it's like, you know, like if you were to do like a local sponsor kind of thing to get the team some, I mean the team will get cash from the big sponsors, but you know maybe throw a bone to the small sponsors, you know. Yeah, well, La, La, La Vix needs the needs the publicity. <laughs> Only for orange jerseys though. Um, oh. so, <laughs> Sharks fan twenty seven. The San Jose Rhinos had sponsors on their jerseys, I think. Yes, they did. Uh, but then again, roller hockey is about that big in the scale of sporting events. So they need every dollar that they could get. Uh, there would be like, we didn't sell out enough seats today, boys. So, um, bro, we, we couldn't find you skates tonight. So you're going to have to sit up. I mean, that's it. We're talking shoestring budgets here. But moving on from this, uh, but kind of parallel, uh, the NHL has, offer, or has also offered sponsors for the division. So now we've got Scotia instead of the North Division, Mass Mutual instead of the East. Disco- no, it, it's not. It's not instead of. It's in addition to. Well, it. yeah, okay. They're spo- yeah, they're essentially sponsoring the division. Uh, Discover sponsoring the Central. Honda sponsoring the West. What this is? <laughs> it just reminds me of like those commercials you used to see, where it's like for five cents a day you can sponsor <laughs> this child. <laughs> I think this is perfect. I think this is a wonderful solution because it's these people want sponsorship and the NHL doesn't want to touch anything that actually means anything to anybody. So they gave them the most superfluous thing to sponsor, which is the name of the conference. That's just, I think it's great. It's wonderful. It fits. I I think it's kind of funny uh, since the, since we know that these divisions are just for this season. Exactly. Yeah. I'm kind of like, eh, I, I got no problems with it whatsoever. 
Uh, regarding though the uh, the helmet decals, uh, look, the season starts in like four days. Well, the season starts in like three days, but the Sharks start in four days. I'm going to bet uh, that we're going to see an announcement between now and the start of the season. And uh, if you know whoever the Sharks are are rolling with, that's going to be on their helmet. Now, will they be so? Um, <laughs> is it going to be so obvious? It's kind of like. Well, you know, there's already a big goddamn logo on the front of the building they play in. <laughs> Maybe that'll do it. So we'll see. I mean, it seems like the smart I, money. I, I, I hate to make this this topic go any longer than it already has, but <laughs> I I've always I've always been very curious. So like with the you know, when you're kind of looking at the helmet sponsors, you know, does it make more sense to to go with a, a a sponsor that doesn't have a lot of exposure because you can say you've got your hand in multiple cookie jars kind of thing or does it make more sense to like you're saying AJ maybe go with somebody who already has a large sponsorship stake on the team and go with somebody else to give them even more exposure basically what i'm asking is do we think it's to it boils down to how many sponsors or how much one singular sponsor is exposed I think it's I'm more. Sure. I think it's more of a singular sponsor because they're just like, you know, some of these things uh, like advertisements are sold in advance for certain things. Like you see that with like TV shows, like oh, there's we're gonna put on 22 episodes of this, and you see a sponsor come in and say, okay, I would like my ad on all 22 of those, and then for some reason, whatever, the production has to shut down, and they were only able to roll out 16 episodes that season. So somehow you have to make good on those other things. So I think it's kind of a similar situation with this where well the you know the the fans that we're not going to that we're not going to inundate with advertisements at an actual game, we need some way to make that revenue up. So here's an option. So I think it's somewhere along those lines. Um let's move on. Oh, this is a topic that Jerk is just going to go to town for, so uh, I'm just going to use this opportunity to refresh my beverage. Uh, the NHL has updated the offsides rule. Jerk, <laughs> Rocket, your thoughts? It's about time. <laughs> if they can, if they, if this is something that they want to do, that's fine. <sighs> well, that's I mean, fine. you know. It was, you know, before it was like, oh, you know, yes, your foot is over the blue line, but it's not on the blue line. So ah, you're offside. And, you know, it, it, it's right. something like I said, it's something that's been a long time coming because I think the Continental Hockey League two seasons ago, they essentially said, no, you know what? The blue line extends upwards indefinitely. Right. So like Tron. Yes, so, exactly. So, you know, if your foot is not on the blue line, but it's above it, that's still good. Um, and so that's, you know, obviously, I, 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 I've said it in the years since we've been doing this podcast. I think the offside challenge is a good thing, but this aspect of it was not, and they corrected it. So, Are you we, know, I, I, I'm hoping that this will make it so that we only see an offside challenge when it's egregious yet somehow still missed are we referring the, or sh at least sharks fans referring to this as the landiscog rule well <laughs> dude no it's well the whole offside thing is because of matt duchene if you haven't seen well, that yeah. shopped photo on the internet it's great <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, more, a couple more things around the NHL. They are adding outdoor games in Lake Tahoe. Uh, you know, these won't be attended, just like every other game right now. Um, for some reason, uh, they're the closest team to Lake Tahoe. The San Jose Sharks are being excluded from this. Uh, makes you wonder. Uh, the Avalanche and Golden Knights playing February 20th. The Bruins and Fly- Flyers playing February 21st. Uh, Rocket, are you kind of wondering why the Sharks would not be involved in a game in Lake Tahoe? Um, I, I don't think that. I, no, I don't think that the major networks think that San Jose is as big of a draw as say the Golden Knights or Colorado, both who did pretty well in playoffs. And Boston, Philadelphia, they're East Coast teams, and, and more people watch them just because they're on the East Coast. Like, I get it. Within the division, the San Jose Sharks are not a draw, and nationally, they're not a draw. So, of course, they wouldn't be, even though they're you know in the area, it makes total sense to me why they wouldn't be part of it. Sorry, ha- you know, Sharks fans, but we're not exciting. Yes. <laughs> well, I, lo- and- I look forward to the next outdoor game at Levi's Stadium between the Florida Panthers and the Dallas Stars. <laughs> well, see, if, I was. If they're on the radar as exciting teams. Uh- We'll see, and and when it first came out, I was really I was really pinched about it because I was like, you know, the point you made, AJ, where it's like, um, the Sharks are the closest team to Lake Tahoe. But then I started to think about it, and you know, like how Rocket was saying, you know, it's from a draw perspective, and who's exciting right now versus who's not exciting right now. But also think about it. Think about it like this. Let's put the shoe on the other foot for a second. If the Sharks were part of an outdoor game at Lake Tahoe, and they said no fans allowed. You'd probably be just as pissed, no? I get you on that. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that does kind of make me go. I, I'm not too pressed about it because it's like I couldn't go anyway. So exactly. Yeah. If they were if if they were pulling this crap and fans were allowed, oh, the NHL would be getting a handwritten letter every day between now and then. Oh, it would be, it would be a very much <laughs> sir, sir. Sir, (laughs) (laughs) oh, Sharks fan 27, thank you so much. Donating on the super chat, Sharks fan 27, that is awesome. Rocket, if you could uh, be so uh, kind as to do the voice, thank you, Sharks fan 27. Sharks fan 27 asking, should they take away the goalie trapezoid? Fuck yes, (laughs) I've been saying this since they introduced us because this rule it, it. it hurts teams that have goalies that know how to play the puck. There are some guys that, now Marty Turco was probably very thankful for this rule <laughs> because he was horrible <laughs> outside of the crease. But there are some teams that have a good goalie that can handle that thing. Come on, man. Get rid of the well, trapezoid already. And on the flip side of that, if you're dumb enough to go into the corner and get a puck and you cough it up to the opposing team you should you should be liable for that yeah <laughs> and you should feel mm-hmm. bad and feel shame and yes um and then get that shocked said, when joe thornton hits you in the chest that said i i think also as well you know i think there's an injury capacity to it as well because you're not it, you know if you limit where the goalie can go they're theoretically not going to get run over as much as they could well, I, don't know. I, what, I seem to remember was... Owen Nolan running over Ed Belfour. <laughs> uh, I seem to I seem to remember the trapezoid not being an issue for Mazarek and Joe Thornton destroying him. Well, see, that was in the trapezoid, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hey, they're in the trapezoid. That's not a penalty. That was when <laughs> Carolina, like the next day at practice, they put like an outline yep. of a body. Yeah, on the, yeah, they okay. painted a, a chalk line of Mirazik on the ice. And it was fantastic. Yeah, that's brilliant humor. Uh, so again, we, we do live in a COVID world, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Columbus, and now Vancouver have had practices canceled because of COVID concerns. Uh, the decision was made out of an abundance of caution due to potential exposure. Um, I mean, there are, you know, there, there are spaces built into the schedule that just in case, uh, what, what do we got? There's. Three times, right? You got a week in February, a week in March, and a week in April that they essentially are, are down for five straight days each time. And that, if I'm remembering correctly, Jerk, is like space for potential makeup games if, if, if there's COVID problems. Yes, that, that is correct. I think what also should be pointed out as well um, – Oh, excuse me. Um, what also to point out as well, because like you said, this whole, you know, with COVID and like all of the issues that can come up, you know, the NHL, like you said, they're not dumb. They plan for this. So how I understand it, you know, the regular season ends on May the 8th. As far as I know, the... <laughs> as of now, it ends on that Yes. Time. As of now, it officially ends on May the 8th. And it looks like every team is playing. Um, but as far as I know the playoffs aren't going to start until the week after the season ends. So the week after the current on paper end of the regular season is also a week reserved for making up games. As far as I know. Right. Right. So that would be the three you mentioned in the last one. So potentially a full month of being able to make up games. If it came to that. Uh, I th in fact, you know what? I think we have audio of the NHL talking to San Jose about the Tahoe game. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. All right, then. So, geez. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I saw something in the chat, and it was, if the Sharks are able to play in Tahoe, would they wear their 30th anniversary jersey? Who knows? But that's a great segue. The Sharks' schedule and times for the games, those have been released, but the full TV schedule has not been completely announced yet. So I would say look for that between now and the start of the season. Not only the full TV schedule, but uh, I would imagine that they have to announce their theme nights, and I'm sure this is true for every team uh, that has... Uh, obviously, every team has to announce when they're going to be... Uh, rolling out their retro reverse, you know, jerseys. And those are only going to be a couple of games. Now, when we talk, to... well, go ahead. I was just going to say um, Carolina and Calgary, I believe have already um, released that information. There you go. So, so I think <laughs> as a smart person would, <laughs> would say, I can handle things. I'm smart. A smart person would say that whatever game, in this case, Calgary is wearing their retro reverse. Chances are their opponent is also wearing retro reverse because, as Jonathan Becker told AJ, the jerseys were made to be paired. Yep. So oh. I, I would uh, I would assume that in the next day or so, you're going to see some sort of an announcement across. You know, all the teams are going to say, "Okay, here's the games that we're doing retro reverse." Now, when we talked to Becker, they said at first when this whole idea was around that it was only going to be for like a couple games, you know, mm -hmm. but 
the NHL has kind of softened those restrictions. So instead of like two or three games, maybe it's going to be five or six, even though it's still a uh, truncated season. It's also kind of a, I don't know, it, it, it sounds a little interesting to allow them to kind of soften those restrictions when you look at so many teams. They're sold out of their reverse retro jerseys. So you would think, like, if you're going to use them in more games, maybe we make some more because the demand is there for people that want to purchase them and you're leaving money on the table. I don't know about that. I would hope that the company that I refuse to mention any longer would fix that. <laughs> and say, hey, maybe we need to make some more jerseys because people keep on demanding them and we're just throwing away money meanwhile you know joe schmo over here slap nick mcgee on ebay is selling a you know retro reverse avalanche jersey for eight hundred dollars and he's getting it because you can't find this jersey any other place so so let me jump in real quick so sure. i just looked the calgary flames um they're wearing their reverse retro jersey six times this coming season is that the jersey One that features Splugi? Yes. <laughs> um, they're wearing it six times this season, once against each Canadian team. Or oh. once against each team in their division, I should say. Oh, that's so, awesome. Oh, I'd like to see the per, Sharks do that. So, perchance, will the Sharks be doing something similar? Uh, remains to be seen. Um, while you bring up the next topic, I'm going to see when the Hurricanes are wearing theirs. Well, they, see, now that could be interesting because, again, it's, you know, some jerseys are on the dark side. Some are like Calgary, black. Hashtag why is it gonna be black? Wow. Um, then you've what? got the you've got the Lame. sharks with the gray. Sorry. Okay, hold on. You got the sharks with the gray. Um, you, the uh, the ducks are wearing white. Mm. So it it could be interesting. Like, what if it's a game between a purple Kings team and a purple Arizona team? Love it. <laughs> why is it gonna be purple? Right. What if it was purple? What if it was purple? <laughs> um. So the Hurricanes are wearing their reverse retro jerseys twice. That's it. Wow. Against the Black against the Blackhawks and against the Red Wings. Now, I'm no expert here, but memory serves correctly, AJ, you would probably know this, but when the Whalers were an actual team, weren't the Boston Bruins their biggest rival? Yes. So why not whip it out then? Uh yeah. That's unless seemed... unless I'm confusing myself and they're not in the same division, but I believe they are. Uh, the East, yes. Or, I'm sorry, the Mass Mutual division this season. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm. J you would think that the, those would be the ones to do it. Um, the other thing, too, is that you do have a couple teams that have... Uh, well, I don't know. Has the Avalanche... Do they have any type of special jersey that they've put out to um, mark the 25th anniversary? If they have, I missed the, the, the email. I don't believe that they do, but um, I do know that they have a whatever this is worth. They have a commemorative patch for their home jersey, and then and away jersey, and then a commemorative patch for their third jersey. Hmm. So okay. maybe by making unique patches, that's kind of their way to slide out of a heritage jersey. And they didn't do a heritage jersey five years ago, so maybe it's just not a thing they do. Yeah, I was gonna say because uh, isn't it like was it Minnesota and somebody else is on their twentieth this year? Dude, Minnesota is going to have so many jerseys coming out of their ass, it's not even funny. <laughs> well, either way, I can understand if the amount of games that the Sharks roll 
their reverse retro jerseys is lower than other teams, I can understand it just because they have the heritage jersey that they're going to play in. So can can I, I I would like to fact check myself here really quick. Sure. Um, Boston and Carolina are not in the same division this year. I I want to really? apologize. I want to apologize for my egregious spewing of uh, misleading information. So Carolina's um, in the Central. Carolina's in the Central. Boston's I'm sorry, the East. Discover. Yes, they're <laughs> yeah. So that's my blunder. Sorry to have misled all of you. Please don't flag my Twitter account. Um, <laughs> but please don't burn I down my think, Capitol building. I just think it's a bit peculiar that you have Calgary flames who are going to wear their six times and Carolina's now, nah, you know what? Two is fine. Well, again, like, they relax the restrictions. So, Oh, and you know what happens when restrictions are relaxed. Am I right? <laughs> you get a spike. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I know governors. I know governors. I have the best. When they <laughs> relax those restrictions. Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, hey, did you know that Centennial Bank is suing Evander Kane and San Jose Sharks? <laughs> you don't say. But yeah. Evander Kane, bro, what, what, what's with your money? I mean, the, you were known for the money oh, phone. Oh, well, okay. The Pause. Money, hold on, the Pause. money phone picture. Let's not speculate. Oh, I'm not speculating, but it's just like there was the money phone picture that he got into, caught a lot of shit for. Then you had, like, what, people in Vegas chanting pay your tab or whatever it is because there was some sort of outstanding bill with, what was it, the oh. Cosmopolitan or something? Yeah, they, they did that at the game that I was at in Vegas, and it was funny because Vegas was losing, so they really had nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so anyway, Centennial Bank is suing Evander Kane over a loan, blah, 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 whatever. Uh I feel I'm, I'm just passing along this nugget of information. I feel like Evander Kane is the, it's like he would buy MC Hammer's house, old house in Fremont, you know, oh, the one up in the hill geez. with all the waterfalls. Really? We're mm -hmm. going here, are we? That's <laughs> I feel he's got that level of money management. <laughs> you right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess his, you know, the, the loan was somewhere in the neighborhood of four mil and it was supposed to be uh, guaranteed by his co uh, contract with the Sharks. So the Sharks are kind of on the hook for this. too. Uh, either way, we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, unlike other people, we will not speculate as to the off ice intricacies of Evander Cade's life is what I'm saying. We've, we've seen what happens when you do that. It's not pretty. But you want to talk about pretty? I give you Joe Thornton singing Britney Hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah. Oh, my God. We can do Britney, eh? Oh, my God. Not bad God. at all. Not bad at all. How come you know this song hey. so well? Worst carpool karaoke ever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, this is probably the worst one. Britney was bad, but Kiss? I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. And I can't get enough of you, baby. Can you get enough of me? Oh, huh? oh kiss, eh? <laughs> the best part of that is the end. Oh, kiss, eh? <laughs> so if you uh, if you didn't see that, uh, <laughs> we'll... Uh, I'll try to put a link in the description below or on whatever feed you're listening to this on. 
that was just that was certainly something. If you haven't yeah. seen it, the things you do when you're in Switzerland, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, you can tell that uh, Jerk could give two shits about this. He is just like I could care. I could not care less about this uh brent burns filmed a couple of episodes of vikings a couple of years ago that finally aired evidently because twitter lost their mind about that san jose sharks prospect uh chekovic checko as they call him locally currently sitting on 12 goals and 25 points in 28 khl games this season uh jerk is that good you know it's hard to say um i mean there's a lot to go into it, you know? I mean, 25 and 28. I mean, 28 and 28 would be nicer, but I guess we'll have to make do um, with this. But, Lazy bastard. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, um, I would say that's pretty good. Um, I mean, for a guy who just fought through everything last year, you know, to go over to the top professional league in Russia, I would make the argument that it's the, depending on who you ask, the second or third best professional hockey league in the world um depending on who you ask uh <laughs> um but 25 points in 28 games um especially with uh with torpedo who like i said that's a big boy team in a big boy league you know it's not like he's in the mhl or the vhl which are lower tier russian leagues this is the khl and got that kind of points also only eight penalty minutes in 28 games which is very good um and it's it's the same thing as marcus Sorensen, where you know, kind of had a crappy year the previous year. He's going somewhere he's more familiar with. Um, you know, he's going to play ideally more minutes. He's going to be able to feel it a little bit more. Um, the big difference here is that Sorensen was in the the uh, second tier league. Chukovic is in the top tier league, and so I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm you know, there's a little bit of nervousness that comes with this just because it's not a COVID loan. It's a full year loan. But I, I can live with it because he'll play a full year there. He'll bang it out. It'll be great. And then, you know, he'll come back and who knows, maybe he is next year's kind of guy that just forces you to play him in camp, you know? Could be interesting to say the least. All I'm saying is everybody's talking about, oh, you know, the Sharks have all these prospects and like only one of them is going to hit and blah, 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 you know, being like Debbie Downers. But flip side, what if, what if, you know, as many as we think are going to hit, do hit. You know, your Chukovic, Jonathan Dolan, John Leonard. What if all these guys hit? And then all of a sudden, whoa, Sharks in a position to trade for extra currency? Whoa, I'm just saying. There's two sides to the coin. That would be nice. It, 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 I'm kind of wondering to see what the Kings do. because they have. Will LeBanc make it to the fourth year of his contract? Is this, the, is this the year Drew Doughty's hips finally break? <laughs> I think I think LeBanc makes it to the fourth year of his contract. Will it? Will that contract be owned by San Jose during that fourth year? Remains to be seen. Yeah, I don't know because I mean it's like like don't get me wrong, I love Kevin LeBanc, but and you know I'm probably his last remaining fan at least right now. So, but all of a sudden again, this is all speculative and would be's. But let's say John Leonard is a player similar to LeBanc and Ivan Chukovich is and Jonathan Dolan is. Then all of a sudden. You've got like nine, you know, forwards who can play in the top six when, you know, for those who don't know, in your top six, you can only fit six. Um, <laughs> we got their numbers. <laughs> so, you know, in in, in, in terms of their numbers, 
you know, in terms of water, this is the wettest it's ever been. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, it's the fun with the sharks, the fun, <laughs> you know, the, the fun thing right now is to play the doom and gloom game and how there's no future, but there's a handful of guys in this organization who are projected to have a future. And I'm just saying, if all or most of them hit, it's a totally different conversation that people are having. Just saying. I'm, I'm, Hashtag. Hey, I'm bad about it. Uh, bad about it. I'm bad about Baba it. Booey. Baba, Baba Booey. Booey. Baba Booey. Baba yeah. Booey to you all. Uh, finally here, the Sharks announced the launch of the Sharks Audio Network. What does this mean? If you listen to Sharks games on KFOX, it means you won't. It's pretty <laughs> much <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Welcome me. to the 21st century. Yeah, no, no more uh, F- sharks games being broadcast on Fox. Now, there's a couple uh, people out there. They're gonna sit there and go, "God damn it! I love listening to Ruzanowski on K Fox on the way home when I'm driving home from the game." And that's understandable. There's going to be a few people that this is going to make them um, figure out Bluetooth and how to hook up their phone to their radio, <laughs> stuff like that. Or people are going to listen to... See, I look at it like this. They're, for the people who do like mass transit, if they're taking the train or anything like that, you've already got your phone. You're already you know, probably scrolling through it if you're you know, big Sharks fans like us where you're looking, oh, what are they saying afterwards? Sometimes they stream... Maybe you're watching the NBCS, uh, the the post game, if they're streaming anything like that. This is just one more thing for you to stream. I like this idea because to, well, (laughs) the one thing I don't like about it is that it's the Sharks Audio Network. Uh, So I think we can probably guess that the amount of anything negative (laughs) being on that channel is going to be about zero. Hello. Right. Uh, as Drew Remenda pointed out, it's all about building the brand and pumping the tires. And uh, perhaps if if Remenda had been less negative, he'd still be here. So either way, the interesting thing about this, though, is that they pointed out that, the again, the talk that Eric had with Randy Hahn earlier today, which you can find on our YouTube channel, uh, he said that there's going to be a potential, like a, call-in show is an option which would be nice it's also going to have uh it's going to be a case of the sharks can i don't know if you've ever listened to k fox post games but it's literally based on how many goals were scored in the game is how long it was going to be if there was (laughs) you know if if the sharks lost one nothing that post game show was about eight minutes long uh, you know, it's Ruzanowski, here's what happened, blah, 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 and then K-Fox, and now back to classic rock and roll, and then that was it. So after 20 years of being with K-Fox, this could be cool. The The post game could go much longer. They could provide more clips. They can provide the option of a call-in show. Uh, they can really expand this, and what's cool is that they're doing this during – you know, a compressed season with COVID. So to be honest, they can kind of stumble a little bit. They can try different things, see what sticks, see what goes horribly wrong. All of that said, we're available. We're You got to fill 24 hours, seven days a week. We're here for you guys. We're only asking for an hour a week. Just, well, 
That's that we we strive for a tight forty five, so maybe two hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, long yeah, right. Two days. hours a day. Two hours a day. Jesus. <laughs> we'll just live stream our Discord chats. Anyway, if dude. Oh my. They, <laughs> I was gonna say if they Why live stream. I'm going to say, they're going to live stream our Discord chats. Anybody from the organization who listens to it, they're going to have to call an ambulance after some of the things that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, oh, wait. Uh, I think <laughs> Pashilka's saying, I think number 31 will be a net on Thursday. Uh, that seems kind of a ding towards Dubnik, who has now let in his fourth goal of tonight's game. Just, just letting you know. Gregor Nieto in, from Gregor. Yeah, Gregor. Oh, when you let in a goal by Nieto, yikes! <laughs> He's so speedy. <sighs> oh, wait a minute. LeBanc dishes from behind to the net to Meyer. It is now five-one. Uh, at this point, but now remember, before this game started tonight. Bob Bugner came out and said, "This is just going to, you know, like we've used other things where we've." We've given Cornash and Melnichuk, you know, some spots here because we want to see this and blah, blah, blah. But they said tonight it will just be Jones versus Dubnik. I'm just letting you know. I'm hearing that Melnichuk is putting on a helmet right now. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> he should be. Before, before is, this game, is the it was zero to zero. <laughs> is the in-house DJ playing yakety sax yet? Oh, 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 I would hope so. But uh, so Mayer, uh, Meyer, Mayer, Meyer in the slot, backhands it past Dubnik, 5-1 Teal. Um, this is going to be real interesting to see how this Jones-Dubnik thing goes along. Um, we, who knows, 56, 54, 52 games, 50, hell, 20 games from now, we may be going, hmm, Remember when Dubnik was supposed to push Jones and at this point Jones has like started 16 of 20 games because Dubnik has been absolute ass? Do you remember when we had James Reimer as backup? Oh! <laughs> no, I enjoyed Reimer. Same here. I'm just trying to get everybody's memories to a happier place. Uh, well, hey, White just got a power play, so there you go. Wait Why a is it got to be white? Dude, um, wait a minute. A white white no. power play? A white power oh. play. Good job. God. Good job, AJ. No, Good job. It, it's going to be the same thing as that last year of Niemi where it was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> where Todd McClellan is saying, oh, we have two number one goalies and we're going to play them as such. You know, and then the first six, you, the, really you know, don't. totally changed it. It was going to be a 1A, 1B, blah, blah, blah. The first six of the games of the season, it was Niemi, Stalock, Niemi, Stalock, Niemi, Stalock. And then Todd McClellan's like, you know what? That Niemi guy is still better. <laughs> so, you know, the competition was for all of six games. Uh, uh, I'm just saying it's going to be the same thing. Is it, mm -hmm. Isn't Dell starting the season in the minors? No, he's the taxi squad goalie, which, by the way, uh. If anybody caught clips from the Maple Leaf scrimmage last night, wow, Dell got pinched in that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's wrap this up here. Um, again, uh, the Sharks have announced that Sharks Audio Network, just to let you know, Eric did speak with Randy Hahn earlier today a little bit about that. Uh, we do plan on talking to Dan Ruzanowski, uh very soon about that. And another large member of that community or what the programming is going to be about is Ted Ramey, and I plan on speaking with him tomorrow evening. So we'll have that out to you. I don't know if we're going to go live 
And no, I don't have the Bill O'Reilly, you know, fuck it, we'll do it live, Sander, at least not yet. Uh, but we, uh, we will be talking to Ted Ramey to see if there's anything more with his visibility on the network aside from the Morning Tide podcast. So there you go. Um, again, just kind of want to promote uh, what we've had for you in the last couple of weeks. Uh, again, Eric talked to Randy Hahn earlier today. Last week I spoke with Brody Brazil uh, about what his ideas are for the 2021 Sharks and kind of how that broadcast is going to go. Let me remind you people, Brody Brazil has not had a haircut in 10 months. <laughs> there are boy band members looking at that quaff going, solid flow. Just saying. Uh, we also had our discussion with Jonathan Becker about the downtown West development, and I'm sure more will be coming along about that. Our tweet of the week what we usually do or our kind of comment or whatever silliness of the month. Again, the pucknologists are going back to our every week thing. And that starts tonight because hockey is back. Thank you very much. But our tweet of the week, which will be in hot rotation for that, uh, NBCSN's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Her Twitter bio has her listed as an MLB writer, by the way. And for those of you who are unaware, that stands for Major League Baseball. Uh, she posted an article regarding the three times that the shark head that the players skate through, uh, three times that it's left the tank. Once in 1997 for All-Star Game festivities, again in 2019 for All-Star Game festivities, and for the 2015 All-Star Game in Columbus, Ohio. Then it was pointed out that, no, the Sharkhead did not go to Columbus, Ohio. In fact, it's never been on an airplane, and I don't know why you would take a Sharkhead on a semi, you know, 4,000 miles round trip. Uh, it was actually taken to the game versus the Kings, the stadium series at Levi's. Uh, so the article was updated to it was moved for a regular season game versus L.A. Uh, you know, so at least that that part is accurate. It's not like the game she's referencing was the uh, highest attended NHL game ever in California or like the highest attended stadium series game in NHL history. I'm sorry, wait, it totally was those things. Why that isn't in the article, I have no idea why. I am begging you, NBCSN, if you can't find somebody who knows Sharks hockey to write, call me. At least let me vet. Let me copyright these articles because I'm tired of reading misinformation on your website. It, seriously, at this point, it's, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. But AJ, if you, if you sign on to copy edit, how will everybody on Twitter know what Stefan Nason's favorite color is. <laughs> Besides, or, facts don't matter. Or, or, or what, you know, or, or what Patrick Marlowe's favorite airplane snack is, or, you know, <laughs> what, what Eric Carlson's favorite game on the Nintendo switch is. My point is, is that 76% of those articles are useless. That's generous. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying, if you want to actually read 
something interesting about the sport of hockey, go to tealtownusa.com. Hell, go on Twitter and bother Felix. He'll write something for you. There you go. I like that. No, I feel like the end of every single NBCSN article about the Sharks needs to end with this. I was just bullshitting. That's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what had happened was. (laughs) That's right. So we're going to wrap this one up, guys. Thanks so much for watching, tuning in. Again, as always, please tell a friend. Help us build the channel. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit hit the notification bell that will let you know every time we go live with that i will throw it to rocket for your final thoughts and where the people can find you on the social media platforms good evening ladies and gentlemen my name is rocket backhander thank you very much for joining us on the pucknologists i'm happy you're happy we're happy hockey's back in a couple of days i think that's my final thought (laughs) <laughs> hockey's back hockey's back in a couple days like i don't know if it's going to be good bad or ugly it just it just remain that all remains to be seen the fact is that it's back so take it for what it is you can find me over on twitter talking about uh random twitter beefs and assorted things of hockey and general pop culture craziness just goofy shit man i'm just very goofy y'all don't take me seriously uh that's R Backhander 76, capital R, capital B, Little Backhander 76 on Twitter, or check me out on Instagram, hanging out in the PNW, infiltrating the hardware stores, you know, doing fun stuff, taking pictures of the hockey guys as they as they come into my world. So, uh, yeah, want to follow along? That's uh, Rocket Backhander, one word, on uh, Instagram. That's it. All right, and uh, LeBanc has just made it 6-1, so Dubnik has now let in his sixth goal of the game. Oh, fuck. That is, he is gonna, not good. Is he going to skate over to the coach and be like, this is the last game I'm playing for you? Oh, I'm waiting for him to go full Patrick Waugh. Uh, hockey <laughs> jerk. <laughs> okay, everybody, welcome back. It is the first uh, first show of our, let me see, one, two, three, four, fifth season doing this podcast. How are you? And you know this, man! Man! (laughs) Um, And it's going to be a good one, I hope. A lot of of things to be excited about. I think, you know what, even if the Sharks are the worst team in the league this year, they're still our team, and I'm I'm certainly glad they'll be back on TV. Um, If you agree with that sentiment, you should follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. And if there's one thing, one piece of information I can leave you with as we depart, if we as as we take the old dusty trail back into the uh, to the sleepless night here. um, (laughs) If you read a trade rumor on Facebook, what do you got there? Words. If you read a trade rumor on Facebook, it is not real. Pierre-Luc Dubois is not coming to San... <laughs> Pierre-Luc Dubois is is not coming to San Jose. And I know, I know, I talked to some people on my on, on, on Twitter. Um, I know people. I have the best people. Yes. You know, we talked to, we talked to some people on Twitter. I personally talked they? to they, people, and someone I know. I talked to all three of them. Um, one person I follow. Well, you, do, um, you don't, they, you wouldn't know them. They didn't go to your high school. Yes, uh, one person I one person who follows me, they talked to someone close. Um, another person talked to somebody who goes to a different school. Um, and then somebody just told me to trust them. 
So <laughs> again, I'm not I'm not saying Twitter is is any better, but if you want like some inside scoop on anything relating to hockey, Twitter is probably going to be where you find it first. Hey now. Okay. So uh, they can find you at hockey <laughs> underscore jerk then. At hockey underscore jerk and yes. Yeah, uh, that's, remember that's if really you it. if you follow that account now before the season starts, you will avoid the monthly payment. Yes, that is true. Uh, 100% true. And um when when Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup, I was at 1251 followers. Now I'm at 1234. So tell your friends. Um cuz that's not okay. I need to get more followers than AJ before next year. Oh, I didn't realize okay, he's coming after me now. Okay, great. <laughs> well, you know, I you know, I I I, I, I passed that I'm I, I passed that Landy guy a while back. So. Oh, boom. Hey, AJ Doug Wilson calling. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Landy. <laughs> oh man, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No, this oh, is, there, is this new cat? This, yeah, the, the new, yeah the, the, new cat. Soon as like we're just about, she knows that like the show's almost over, and so she's like, "Okay, how can I ruin this?" Boom. All right. So here, you go. so I got to make this uh, short and sweet before I have to kill this gorgeous new cat. Come on. Uh, all right. And there he goes. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. All right. Yep, <laughs> you heard it. Yeah, so she's not happy, man. She's not happy. So, so what line is she gonna? What deep pair is she gonna play on? Uh, well, she'll probably fill in for Shimmick until his knees better. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so for me, uh, real quick, we got to get out of here. Uh, tight 45 went out of the window uh, 20 minutes ago. So AJ underscore strong on all the social media platforms. Uh, Teal Town USA for everything else. There you go. Uh, so. Boom, boom, boom. Nieto called for interference off the faceoff. Uh, white power is on the play. There you go. Um, <laughs> so I think, if anything, I can end. Uh, my final thought is, uh, if you do meth, don't play drums. If you play drums, don't do meth. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm trying not to scream because there's other people in the house. That's the only reason I'm not screaming my